0: The Hey 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 the
1: from Toronto that was Dunai from their third album released a few years ago now about 2015 and that song was Haisakole hey a uh, Ukrainian folk song with Polish roots about falcons Vitalij Vas Sich shnovny radi na radio peredachi nash holos radio Krynskoho Kurinya kotra podiest vam na khvalisi HLY todeni CFM umistinenymo pri Pavina Good Dane, and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Pavlina sitting in for Oksana. It's a packed program today. We've got two interviews about events coming up in the local area that will be commemorating the first anniversary of Putin's war on Ukraine. So we'll have two feature interviews on today's program with information about a fundraiser in Courtney and a candlelight vigil in Parksville. On Kanishka Corner, Myra will be reviewing a book by a Vancouver author. As well, we have Cultural Capsule. Basel will be telling us all about a long-standing Ukrainian organization called Sokiel. So stay tuned for all of that. We've also got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And much of it will be new music, like really new, just uh, acquired um, just in the last few days. This next song is one of those. It is by another Toronto artist, Nastasia, and she just released this song called BizVas, which translates as Without You on Bandcamp, with this note. One year after the invasion of my country, this song is meant to raise awareness about some of the war crimes affecting the citizens, including my family in Ukraine. Bezvas Without You is written in both English and Ukrainian to reach more people, produced by Rob Christian of the Larnell Lewis band, with poems by a refugee in my city of Toronto, Canada. Here is Nastasia with Bezvas.
0: I'm gonna go to the cemetery, 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 I'm gonna go to the cemetery,
2: I'm gonna go to the cemetery, I'm gonna go to am i
3: Pavlovsky, and welcome to Cultural Capsule here on Nashholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. On February 11, 1894, the Sokil Falcon Athletic and Activities Organization came to being in Lviv. This organization followed in the footsteps of a similar movement which started in Prague in 1862 and played a role in the national rebirth of several Slavic peoples. The association's first president from its founding until 1900 was Mosil Nahirny Nehirny, an architect and community leader, founded Narodna Torhivia, a wholesales cooperative, and was CEO of the Prusvita Society. Its director, Volodymyr Lavrivsky, wrote the organization's incorporative documents based on the Czech Sokol organization founded in 1862. The association propagated national unity, self-confidence, and dignity through physical education. The organization expanded throughout Galicia in the decade leading up to the First World War. While the organization's primary role was physical education and sport, it also encouraged amateur choral, orchestral, and theatrical activities. Though very much like today, there were Moscophiles in view who interfered in the organization's growth and led to Leverivsky's resignation in 1900. However, prior to that, Leverivsky, together with the organization, published two handbooks In the Ukrainian language, on lawn tennis, and on kopana association football, what we in North America call soccer. After the Lviv branch was well established, the second branch appeared in Stanislaviv, currently Ivano-Frankivsk. Other branches appeared throughout Galicia, and while their focus was primarily on physical education, in rural areas the task of firefighting was also taught. In 1906, a branch in Study was established and another established in Ternogmit in 1910. By 1909, the main branch in Lviv was referred to as Sokil Batko, Sokil Father. By 1914, the number of Sokil branches grew to 974 and had a membership of 33,000. The growth during this period can be credited to the very active role which Ivan Bobersky, who was head of the Sokil Teachers' Circle from 1901 and presided over Sokil from 1908 through 1912? As a pedagogue, Boberski also made a contribution in the development of Ukrainian words for the names of different sports in Ukrainian. Three such examples are Sitjivka, for tennis derived from the word sitka meaning that, vidbevanka for volleyball, from the verb vidbevate to fend off, and koshikyvka for basketball, from the word Kaushik, meaning basket. In Russian-ruled Ukraine, Sokil organizations appeared at the turn of the last century. Kyiv's was the largest, with other branches in the cities of Katarinoslav, Odessa, Kharkiv, Chernihiv, Tahanrik, and Kursk. The First World War interrupted the operations of many organizations, and Sokil too, was hard hit. And only the Sokil batko branch functioned from 1918 to 1920. The Treaty of Versailles, put Galicia under Polish rule. Sokil and other organizations suffered. Though at its apex during the interwar period there were three hundred Sokil organizations with a peak membership of thirty five thousand individuals. In parallel to Sokil were the Siege societies, which also promoted physical education, and it was from the Siege organization that the Ukrainian Siege riflemen, known as OSS, was formed in March nineteen thirteen by Kirillov, Krelowski. I've often heard the expression, three Ukrainians, five organizations, and I'm quite certain many of Nashville's listeners have heard this as well. Bobersky served as the treasurer of the Ukrainian siege riflemen from 1914 to 1918. From 1918 to 1920, he headed the office of the military press for the state secretary of the Western Ukrainian People's Republic. In 1920, Bobeski left for North America, where he served as plenipotentiary of the Western Ukrainian People's Republic for four years. While a siege organization took root in North America, Sokil did not. I was surprised to discover that Bobeski was an avid photographer, and during the 1920s he photographed many Ukrainian-Canadian experiences. These photographs can be found at the Ukrainian Cultural and Educational Center in Winnipeg. It took many years before Sokil was re-established as a sports movement in an independent Ukraine. This only happened in 2006. There are Sokil branches in all the oblasts of Ukraine except Crimea and all municipal and regional branches report to their oblast headquarters. Many of the organization's members were active participants in the Revolution of Dignity in 2014. After that, the organization changed from being strictly a youth organization into a paramilitary organization to deal with Russia's war on Ukraine. In these difficult times that Ukraine faces, I would like all listeners of Nash Hollis to open their hearts to their pasts. At times, our personal pasts become a magical world that helps each of us understand who we really are. We are Ukrainian and we stand with Ukraine.
4: Зайка, привіт! Одразу зізнаю, що дуже сумую і тим переймаюсь. Бантежить мене ця відстань між нами. Хоч ти там, де добре, ти біля мами. А я все мандрую. Полюю удачу, бачаю далеке і близьке, не бачу, я вірю те, що все можна змінити, собі то довести і тебе навчити. І де б я не був, я той пагорб шукаю, де ловить сигнал, і я хвилю піймаю, куди понезо не злов, на захід чи схід. І де б я не був, я тебе набираю, чекаю гудки, і увесь замираю, що просто промовити, сайка, привіт. Що просто промовити Зайка, привіт! Так! Кожному кожне Під здолати І я все продовжую Кроки ступати Так хочеться, щоб Ти цим також втішалась Щоб все розуміла Може, навіть пишалась. І де б я не був, і я той пагор шукаю, Деловий сигнал, я хвилю впіймаю, Куди б не занесло на захід чи схід. І де б я не був, і я тебе набираю, чекаю гудки, і увесь замираю, Щоб просто промовити зайка привіт. Щоб просто промовити зайка привіт.
1: Another new song called "Zayka Privit by the popular Ukrainian group Vidverto. When war broke out a year ago, Vidverto stopped releasing music. Their drummer Alexei now defends the country in the ranks of Ukraine's armed forces. However, before the war, they recorded this touching song, Zeike Privit," a father's message of love and comfort to his little girl. Vidverto dedicates it to everyone who is now separated by distance and would like to be close. Up next, another recent release I came across on YouTube. I'd seen videos by this artist before and was quite intrigued by him, But there's not been much information online about him and uh, still isn't. The first video I saw was a long song, about five minutes, of him alone sitting on a barge in the middle of a body of water, most likely the Dnipro River, playing a harmonium, which is kind of a a horizontal accordion, and singing an old Cossack song. He has since appeared on the Voice of Ukraine talent show singing that song. Where he stunned the audience and judges alike with his song and the story of his life. On stage and on camera, he goes by the name of Kozak Sidomaha and depicts the image of a real Kozak. However, this image is not just for show. Kozak Sidomaha, whose real name is Oleksandr Lubojenko, also observes all Kozak traditions and rituals. After he graduated from the Academy of Cossacks, he tore up his documents to become a real unregistered Cossack. Alexander performs with the Kalush Orchestra when he does music, but uh, he could not go to Eurovision 2022 in Turin, Italy, where they won first place, because he doesn't have a passport. He currently lives with his wife and three children in the Cossack settlement of Teromske on the banks of the Dnipro River. The children are raised according to ancient traditions without telephones and access to the internet. Instead of sending his sons to primary school, Alexander taught them Cossack traditions, saber skills, and science. When Russia invaded Ukraine, Alexander joined the ranks of the armed forces of Ukraine and served as part of the ATO, uh, the anti-terrorist operation. He does still serve his country both as a fighting Cossack and as a singing one. Here is Cossack Sidomaha now with his most recent rendition of Zasvitsstala Kozachenku. The Cossacks Woke Up.
5: Zasvitsstala Kozachenku, Focus Polon. Zaplaka, Divchen, Nonika, Savoya, Солнце золотило, на пляже палажи не плаче не, плач, не, плач, не журется.
6: Те наш голос Радіо Українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі СХЛОВ 101 і Сі ФМ у місті на наймо.
1: You're listening to Nas Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 1017 FM in the On the line now is Joanne from Ace Brewing Company up in Courtney. And uh, this coming weekend, February 24th to 26th, they'll be doing a fundraiser for Ukraine. So um, she's on the line now to tell us what that's all about. Welcome, Joanne, to the show.
7: Hi, thanks for having me.
1: Hi, so uh, tell us a little bit about your company and why you're doing the fundraiser.
7: Um, well, East Brewing is in Courtney. We opened September uh, 2019. And um, with COVID and stuff, of course, it's been challenging the last few years. Right. Uh, but we have a spot up here which has a tasting room. We also have a kitchen that has a wide variety of food items. Uh, we serve um, wine and cider as well on non alcoholic. Alcohol- sorry, non-alcoholic beverages. Ah, okay. uh, we have two patios. One is covered and heated, and the other one is open and pet friendly. Oh. Um, and we're open seven days a week. Uh, yeah, and we just we decided to do um, what we call our progi Fest. Uh, we decided to do it last year after the war uh, started or the invasion story of um, the um, right. Russia into Ukraine. Right. Uh, one of our bartenders, server his girlfriend is actually from Ukraine. She was born there. She has a lot of family and friends still living in Ukraine. Um, And they approached me and asked, you know, if we would do a fundraiser. And I said, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think everyone was horrified uh, to find out what was going on Mm. in Ukraine. Mm And this last year, it went very well. We had baskets and pierogies for sale and then the Ukrainian cake. Um, And it went very well. We were hoping we wouldn't have to do it again. Yeah. But now since, War is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided, you know, with the anniversary, that we would do it again. I mean, still, people need help in Ukraine. You know, right. things are happening every day. You know, lives are getting torn apart. Families are getting getting torn apart, and we feel that we need to do something.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
7: yeah, we decided to do it again this year. Um, so we are doing raffle baskets again. We're doing krogs, which actually um, our our kitchen manager Tim and his father helped out uh, to make them um actually yesterday sunday uh uh, yeah with um we actually got the uh ukrainian kamak valley ukrainian foundation um organization here in the valley Mm -hmm. they uh were buying the prokies through them directly this year Last year, it was kind of more rushed, um, so they weren't able to accommodate us. But this year, they've made a lot of progies. Right. So we, we're getting it from them. So it helps out locally as well, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and like I said, we're going to have raffle baskets. We also have a borscht that was donated by a local business here in Comox Valley, oh, which cool. is Atlas Cafe. Okay. So we're going to have the borscht as well. The borscht, 100% of that goes to... Um, the foundations which is actually this year is again the Canada Ukraine foundation and then we've also added um, United 24 so we are going to split uh, both these um, the funds the proceeds that we gather we also have a donation bin um, as well that we're at, is actually going to go to the Comox Valley Ukraine uh, foundation okay. um, but the, the actual funds that we Uh, Receive via the raffle basket um, tickets and the progies and the borscht are going to be split in half to our organizations, which is uh, uh, Canada, Ukraine Foundation and United 24.
1: Okay, Canada, Ukraine Foundation, I'm familiar with them. They've been around a long time. What is United 24?
7: That was, I believe it was started um, by the president of Ukraine. Um, so, and, and actually, if you go online, there's three different streams that you can donate to. I believe one is arms, you know, uh, tanks, ammunition, that sort of thing. Right. Uh, the other one is more humanitarian um you know, helping with uh, hospital things for hospitals, and then the third one would be for the rebuild. So, okay. yeah, for rebuilding Ukraine once uh, once Russia has has um, been stopped. defeated.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. We hope. Yeah, we certainly pray for that. So, yeah, we, well, that that sounds great, Joanne.
7: Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we just wanted to help in any way. I mean, you know, like I say a lot of people. The community last year just really engaged because I think so A lot of people want to help, but they just don't know how to. Exactly. Um, so they they really felt good about coming in. I mean, it was great food and that sort of thing, and then everything's going through a great cause. And I know that um, that this year will be a success as well.
1: So uh, then it starts on the twenty fourth. Uh, tell us what hours you're open, and you know how what people sh- could yeah, expect. So
7: on Friday, Saturdays we're open from 11:30 to eleven thirty till eleven. Uh, Sundays are open eleven thirty till nine. Um, the Progies we've we've done a set amount. Um, so unfortunately, when when they are all gone for the day, then they're all gone for the day. Mm-hmm. I say last year was kind of crazy. We didn't know what to expect, and we ran out of progies very very quickly. This year, we've added quite a bit more. <laughs>
1: That's Good idea. Um,
7: so yeah, we've got I think we've got approximately three thousand progies that they made. Okay. Um. Just. So we're allotting, you know, a certain amount for each day because right. we don't want to come Sunday not having froggies left. Right. Um, but yeah, there is a possibility that we may run out at some point. Same with the borscht. Um, we, we were getting an X-Men uh, from Atlas Cafe, and then once it's gone, it's gone. But regardless of that, if people want to come on in. Like I said, we'll have our donation bins, um, and then people can donate add on to their bill as well through our POS oh, nice. And yeah, so. You know, it'll be really great. And then people can also donate, um, sorry, get the tickets for the raffles and have their opportunity to win some awesome prizes.
1: Okay, so what are some of these prizes? What are are the baskets about?
7: Well, we've got a lot. We've got a lot of gift cards from our businesses. It's mainly local, like mainly from the valley. We've got a few that are outside of the valley. Um, But we've got everything from books to like a flower basket to uh, growlers from breweries. Um, gift cards, merchandise. We've got hats. We've got tuches. We've got a nice beautiful print. Um, we've got a whole bunch of different things, and some stuff I'm sure I haven't even seen yet. <laughs> <laughs> we, we seem to get more and more each day, which is is great. Oh, um, yeah, so it should be. I think we'll probably have six baskets, I believe, awesome. and they're going to be about four hundred and twenty-five dollars value for each. Wow, so it's quite quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so well worth it to uh, to support the cause, and also just to come out and meet the folks at Ace Brewing, and uh, and find out more about your offerings, and uh, maybe bring home a souvenir or two, and uh, if if you're lucky, a basket that will yeah. will help uh, to support. Um, the victims of war in Ukraine. So, right. Thank you, Joanne, for doing this wonderful work for for the community, for Ukraine, oh. and um, all the best uh, to your fundraiser and uh, success for your business. Now that the insanity is hopefully all over. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much for calling and and giving us the time here to talk about our Progi Fest. And like you say, hopefully this will be the last one we'll have to do.
1: Let's hope. Yes. Thank thank you so much, Joanne. All the best.
7: Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. This Friday, there will be a vigil at St. Mary the Protectress Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Parksville to mark the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine the public is invited to attend and pray with the congregation for an end to the war and for those affected by it. On the line to give us the details is Debbie Provence, Vice President of St. Mary's. Debbie, thanks for joining us.
8: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me.
1: So, um, it's unfortunately a sad occasion, but um, a, a vigil is always a good thing. Prayer is always needed, especially in times of war. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us. Yeah, about, we
8: did yeah. one last year, last February. Mm-hmm. Some, um, or maybe maybe it was the beginning of March. We did one. Father came over from Vancouver, and we did a candlelight vigil. And like you said, it's one year, and really sad.
1: Really sad. Yeah. So, so, so uh, is is Father uh, Roman Saplan from, from Vancouver, Vancouver from the
8: Cathedral? Yes. Right. So and so he still comes and does services with us uh-huh. uh, the first and third Saturday of the month, mm-hmm. which it's really lovely to have him visit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, being a mission church, it's uh, yeah, yeah,
8: it's different. Yes, and so that's why we have to have our services
1: on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah. right? So is he coming over for the vigil for, on Friday?
8: Friday the 24th, that's correct, 7 o'clock. And he'll be over for it? Yeah, he'll come over Friday afternoon, and we'll set everything up outside. Uh, We have a nice uh, speaker system, so you'll be able to hear Father. Last year when we did it, we were expecting, oh, maybe 100 people. And we were just overwhelmed by the community's response. I'm sure we had 300 people show up. Wow, wow. And so it was um, really very moving. So in that vein, with the anniversary, we are organizing another vigil. So we just encourage people to come out, bring a candle if you have one. If not, we will have lots of candles to hand out. Mm -hmm. And I have been making yellow and blue ribbons to hand out to people to wear on their lapels.
1: Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So what time is it?
8: Um, it's seven
1: o'clock. Okay, and so um, there's lots of parking, I guess, for people to park.
8: Yeah, you'll be parking on the streets, and I mean, our parking lot's small. There's some space in our parking lot, but people just parked and walked last year. It was quite um, emotional to see. People with candles just walking down the both streets that came towards our church. Mm. So mm. I imagine that'll be the same this year.
1: Nice. So Father will be leading the uh, the the prayers. So people will just hold their candles and join in. And
8: yep, yeah, yep, Wait. yeah. I think the it, the actual service piece lasted maybe fifteen minutes last year, and then. We had some people, some of our family members, talk about their connections with the families mm-hmm. in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So there will be some people that will, you know, give some messages right. of support.
1: Okay. So it's been a year and uh, people are fleeing the war from Ukraine coming to Vancouver Island and, um, yes. They need mm-hmm. help. They need our help.
8: Yeah. Yeah, our, um, our Vancouver Island's really quite great in that support. There is the Help Ukraine organization in Victoria, mm-hmm. and it's the real central location. When they come across to the island, that is where they get their initial support. And then as families, You know, across the island, you know, they say, okay, I have an apartment and I can take a family of three. Then Help Ukraine gets them to those families. Or say I had some furniture, then I just call Help Ukraine and it's all magically dispersed.
1: Okay, For our
8: church, we don't have the space for storage Mm -hmm. of anything, of any donations. And we just refer everybody to help Ukraine. In Victoria, we presently have, mm, I think, eleven families connected with our church oh. in Parksville, mm-hmm. and uh, they live in Parksville and in Qualicum. There's a couple of families that also come from Nanaimo, and it's great. They are employed, and um, you know, childcare is always an issue. Mm-hmm. You know. Both parents can't work. Someone has to help with the children. And so as a congregation, we give food cards with donations that we get. We give the families food cards or a prepaid visa so that they can get what they need.
2: Mm.
8: And so we gather as a community. The other night we had a social.
1: So it was great. Oh, nice. And yeah, we just help out as best as we can. Oh, well, that's, that's wonderful. St. Mary's has been a, a hub of, of community. You're known for that, for your hospitality and generosity and uh, just outreach to the local community. You have had fundraisers, um, pierogi suppers in particular mm-hmm. in the past, and I understand in the future again?
8: Yeah, we, you know, uh, during COVID, we did not have any, you know, right. and then making that transition we've been doing takeout mm-hmm. and so when it warms up in the spring again we aim to do them on the last friday of the month okay. and uh, you know people just watch for the signs on the highway <laughs> and they know that we're having a porogi supper and the tongues are hanging out
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's a good thing good thing to do to to, uh, to feed the community that's that's what you're called to do as christians aren't you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um so Progy Suppers in the future but coming up on uh, this Friday is the candlelight vigil. That's di- correct. Yeah, so just give us again the details. You're located at 594 Carl's Way in Parksville. 4
8: Carl's Way, um in Parksville. Um come and join us, say a prayer with us as we um send all of our love and attention to
1: the families in Ukraine and pray for the end of this war. Yeah. Yes, that would be wonderful. Yeah. So well, thank you so much, Debbie, for coming on and telling us um, about this, and we encourage people to to attend the vigil, to donate uh, through the church, uh, support yeah. the families if you can, and also uh, we'll hopefully have somebody from Help Ukraine on to give us more details of, of how to support them. That would be a yeah. great idea, yeah. Because yeah, I understand the refugees, the numbers have, have increased exponentially, and they're quite uh, frantic for people to help. So for those who've mm-hmm. wanted to help and haven't been able to hopefully we'll get some answers and connect yeah. people up so mm-hmm. thanks again Debbie for all right, thanks on. for calling all the best to you God bless take care mm.
8: thanks bye bye <laughs>
1: That I found just two nights ago. That was Helena Kureshko, a very popular Ukrainian singer who sings in the uh, authentic traditional Bilyhola style just there, as well as uh, other modern arrangements. And she was accompanied by Mikola Milnik on guitar. And that was uh, their interpretation of something called the Berry Song, Piduya Hukayucha, I Will Go Humming, a berry song from the Rivne region.
6: Ви слухаєте наш голос Радіо Українського Коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101,7 FM у місті Нанайму.
1: You're listening to голос Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. Welcome to Kniška Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English.
9: In this edition of Knishka Corner, we will be discussing The Blue Riviera, A Daughter's Investigation, by Roxanne Kurpita-Davies. The Blue Riviera chronicles a daughter's journey to find the truth about the death of her mother. Sally Tomyuk Kurpita was killed in a tragic car accident at the age of 32, on May 3, 1960. Roxanne Kurpita-Davies was eight years old when her mother died, and her mysterious death led the writer to write this memoir. Most importantly, I wanted to know what happened to her on the night she died. Sally Tomyuk Kurpita lived a difficult and complicated life. Born in the village of Starikuti in western Ukraine, her family emigrated to Canada in 1938. While on the ship, Sally contracted spinal meningitis, which would eventually lead to the loss of one of her eyes. Her family settled in Montreal. They participated in the Ukrainian community, attending Ukrainian Catholic Church and celebrating important events with friends and family. Sally was a devout Ukrainian Catholic, but she had an interest in the paranormal and visited psychics and card readers. She married and had one child named Roxolana. Her daughter would eventually anglicize her name to Roxanne. Sally and her husband purchased the Dorchester Hotel in a rundown area of Montreal and soon started having money problems. In May 1960, Sally asked her sister, Anna, to lend her $30,000. The next night, Sally died on her way home from the hotel. The last picture of her shows an ashtray with a burning cigarette. Was someone with her? Was she being threatened? Was that person part of the story behind her death? Roxanne was eight years old when her mother died. She was raised by her Aunt Anna, who was confined to a wheelchair for much of her life but managed to run a business for decades. Roxanne became a successful writer and journalist, but was haunted by her mother's story. Like a stone dropped in a still pond, her death created ripples in my life that continue to move me to this day. During the COVID-19 pandemic, she decided to write about her search for the truth about her mother's death. The Blue Riviera was the culmination of 60 years of longing to know the truth. Roxanne's exploration is just as much about her own life as it is about her mother's death. Her search for meaning leads her to depression and anxiety. Roxanne goes to therapy, but also visits psychics, fortune tellers, and clairvoyants. She has a contentious relationship with her father, whom she blames for her mother's death without any proof. She discovers that her father has another family in Ukraine, which he left behind. As a result of these conflicts, they are estranged for years. She tries to connect with her Ukrainian roots and studies Ukrainian history, visits Ukraine, and reconnects with her Ukrainian family. Yet my mother's spirit haunts me still, and the history of Ukraine has caught up with me. It has me in its thrall. This autobiographical work will create strong connections for Ukrainian-Canadian readers whose parents came to Canada in the 20th century. Those who have lost parents will be able to relate to Roxanne's desire to know more about her mother's life and legacy. There are marvellous stories about discussing Quebec politics, celebrating family events, attending ridna Skola on Saturday mornings, learning to appreciate Ukrainian heritage, and suffering along with the population of Ukraine after the Russian invasion in 2022. She speaks for all Ukrainians when she says, Putin seeks to destroy Ukraine. This is not war. This is genocide. Kurpita Davies is a skilled reporter, and this is obvious in her description of her mother's life and Ukrainian history. The Holodomor was a historic tragedy, with no happy ending. It is the story of personal dignity in the face of horror and humiliation. However, the lengthy passages about her own emotional journey could have been shortened in order to make the narrative flow more smoothly. The book could have profited from more rigorous editing. There are useful endnotes which could provide sources for those readers who want to do research on their Ukrainian-Canadian cultural roots. Roxanne Kurpita davies graduated with a BA from Concordia. In 1990, she moved to British Columbia, where she has worked as a newspaper reporter, art gallery manager, health researcher, adult education program manager, and a marketing consultant. She has published several nonfiction books. Orchards, Crossroads and Dreams, Olga, The OK Way to a Healthy, Happy Life, and co-authored Inside View, The Eye Behind the Lens. She currently lives in North Vancouver, British Columbia, where she works as a writer, researcher, and writing instructor. The Blue Riviera is available at Op Media Group Bookstore. Thanks, Myra. Join
1: us again soon for another edition of Konishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. You can find information about Roxanne Davies and her book, The Blue Riviera, online at the website theblueriviera.com. You can also purchase a copy of the book there, and I would encourage you to do so for yourself and as a gift for someone else, Roxanne will be donating proceeds to registered charities supporting orphans in Ukraine and Ukrainian refugees in BC. That's theblueriviera.com. Saskatoon's Voloshky Trio with Tishamena Pidmanula, You Deceived Me. And there they were, accompanied by the inimitable and unmistakable and utterly, totally recognizable Ron Kahoot and Buria from Toronto. Now, do you radio programu nash holos, radio nash ho korinya? radio stanci, C C H L Y y fm, pavina. Patriotism, stupin d'oneva. And our proverb of the week translates as patriotism is a step toward heaven. You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo, which comes to you every Wednesday from 11 a.m. till 12 noon. In between broadcasts, please stay in touch with us via our Facebook page. For transcripts, audio archives, and a link to our podcast, visit www.noshholos.com. And you can find Noshholos on your favorite podcast app. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Noshholos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM. To take us home, the Parkland Pioneers with Stade Kalabai. I'm Pavlina. On behalf of myself, Oksana, and all of us here at CHLY, thanks so much for listening. Dosu
10: you. <laughs> Cola pai que se yudomone, oh ¡Golet ya estaré Let's just start a kid, my school.